So for today's podcast, we've got a, a frequent guest of the podcast. You've been with us before, Andy. This is Dr. Andy Owen, Assistant Superintendent of Athletics and Talent Development. And so first of all, thanks for being with us today. Oh, Thank you for having me. I always enjoy coming on here and being able to spread the word about what's going on in the EVSC and what I have a little bit to do with it. Well, and, and what's exciting about this, and, and we'll get into this, just about how your positions kind of evolved. So I know you're, of course, widely known in athletic circles. So we'll talk about that first. And then I want to get into the talent development piece, because I know that's something that's really, uh, you've de- dedicated a lot of your time to this year, and it's been really fascinating. So let's let's do a quick check-in on athletics. So you might be listening to this podcast, you're thinking, okay, it's it's summertime, things have calmed down. But I know this is a time when a lot is going on in athletics. So first of all, we've got track still going. So you want to talk to us about that? And then we'll just talk about what else is happening. Very exciting time right now because we still are finishing up with some spring sports where we have a semi-state going on right now where Evansville North's girls softball is still, okay. still around. And we're They've still had a great pro- season. And a fantastic season. Really excited about those girls and uh, their first sectional and uh, regional championship since 1996. So wow. uh, a lot of good things happening there. Track, we're really excited this weekend to see all of our athletes that have, have worked so hard throughout the year. And we've we've got uh, – This is state. State up, finals right? yeah. Friday where the boys will be in Bloomington. Uh, okay. Facility that our kids are going to be at is going to be fantastic. It's a Big Ten campus, and it's uh, Indiana University's track complex is fantastic. So the boys will compete on Friday, and our girls from the EVSC and all around the state will be Saturday this year. And remind us, with track, of course, you can – uh, you can be the state champion, obviously, in whatever event you're competing, but then you can also medal, correct? Yes, they'll medal up to nine, and that okay. you know that'll put you on the podium, and that's a it's a great weekend and exciting, and a, and a lot of hard work, not just from that athlete, but from their family's commitment and their teammates that help them train, and and I really appreciate all of our coaches' time and efforts throughout. And, this. and you know, we've talked about this before, but track really is one of those uh, sports that it involves throughout the regular season. Just so many student athletes. I mean, the because of the different number of events and those that can be eligible. You know, I, I think uh, track probably represents our, uh, our demographic in our school as a sport. When you go watch probably more than any, because distance runners, sprinters, uh, throwers from shot and disc jumpers, um, all kinds of things. And I think it's just uh, the best teams really have kind of all walks of life out there on it, representing their school. And it's a neat sport in the spring, the weather's nice. And yeah. then uh, there's a good, um, collaboration and and working together with all of our schools at so many meets you developed really neat relationships got a good vibe to it it's just got a good vibe we've had great weather and the kids enjoy it yeah so all right good luck to all those that have made it to state and track best of luck to the north girls softball team as they continue moving along and and just love that these athletes are continuing to participate and representing EVSC. So best of luck to them. So before we switch gears away from athletics and summertime, tell us a little bit about that, Coach Owen, as far as what, what just happens for student athletes now. June 1st, uh, you know, we're rolling at all of our schools right now. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say youth camp. So families out there. That's big. That's uh, a big thing. Any, a pillar of success for any program within the corporation is their youth and their involvement and, and just developing those relationships and skills and fundamentals that the youth. So as a former head coach, I know you probably dedicated an incredible amount of time to that feeder system. That's your future athlete. Again, yes. And just for anything, I mean, just early age education, pre, you know, those, 
anytime you can get kids involved in sports at an earlier, earlier in age, it benefits all involved. So a lot of youth camps going on at all of our high schools. Another thing in June is uh, it, it's something we have to manage is it seems like all of your sports throughout the Indiana High School Athletic Association, you, you have your fall season, your winter season, and your spring season. Well, in June, everybody wants to work and their off season programs and all of that. So we've kind of combined, we've kind of combined a whole lot of events and sports and it takes some uh, communication and uh, cooperation between families and all the athletic departments to really make it work for a positive June uh, because they're all playing a lot of games. You know, your spring sports, baseball is still picking up. They're playing spring baseball and those type of things with travel teams, volleyball, basketball, football is getting ready for that. So it takes a uh, collaboration among all of those involved to make it a, a healthy and productive summer. That's something that uh, they'll look back on as a positive experience, but it's all going on right now at, on our campus. And a lot of our athletes are in though for conditioning, weight training, that type of thing, right? Yeah. And what they've done on that is our your coaches now, they've figured it out. You know, they, they just need to lift weights once. They don't need to do it with their basketball coach and their football coach. Um, so schools have worked together to, to make sure that there's a program and a uh, a system in place that that'll benefit all. I really do. Uh, July, the moratorium comes that first week, and our kids and our Which families is that break when when yes, no one is allowed to participate. The first week that involves the Fourth of July is always the IHSA moratorium, and that's just a week to get away. Um, not saying that all families can schedule it that week, but that always helps because we're not having sure. any uh, uh, scheduled or programmed athletic events that week. But again, summer is uh, volunteer. And these are just opportunities to help you prepare for when the season starts. So, sure. so a lot of excitement going on in uh, ab- right now. Absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a great time of the year. Okay. So let's switch gears then away from athletics and, and something that you have really um, gotten deeply involved in this year. And, and I think it's making a tremendous difference, a lot of excitement. We said part of your title is talent development. So what are we talking about? We're not talking about athletic talent here. You know, it's really pretty similar to the athletic systems that we put in place. It's about building relationships, uh, surrounding myself with a good team where, yes, I'm leading it. We're talking about future teachers here, right? Yeah, future teachers. And new teachers. And new teachers. And um, just recruiting and the relationship part. Uh, We need to recruit teachers, and that's not just something uh, specific to the EVSC. That's a national trend. There's a shortage. And then we need to retain. And so recruitment and retainment and really, to me, it starts with relationships and communication, putting systems in place. Uh, We've done some neat things to help retain teachers where there's possibilities for, um, you know, advancement in their their Advanced degrees learning and opportunity, sure. so we're doing that on um, recruiting we're, we're bringing on teachers uh, with signing bonuses at sometimes when they've student taught within us we're going to pay student teachers for the first time well and i'm going to have you back up for a second even when you talk about student teachers of course we're talking for those people that may not be familiar that last semester as an education major when you actually spend your full time in the classroom instead of the college classroom you're actually at a school and and you co-teach with the teacher and you take over some of those teaching responsibilities. But I know in the past, many years ago, it was almost like we just waited to see which college students um, selected EVSC. But now we're being more aggressive on that, right? We are. Again, it goes back to that word recruiting and just um, sharing our message about EVSC. We We want our future teachers to look at EVSC as leading the way. And we have a commitment from our superintendent and our board to do that. Not any 
districts around here that I'm aware of are paying student teachers to come in, you know, in the medical fields and maybe in business internships, those, those college students might get paid, but they never have in, in education. And we have a commitment from the EVSC to do that, to take care of them, to show them early on uh, that we value them and that we're going to work with them. We don't want to look at that student teaching experience as just a one-off. It's just the beginning of a lifetime of career within the EVSC where, where we're going to work together to give them a happy life and they're going to help students. So when we talk about student teachers, Andy, if I've heard Dr. Smith say it one time, I've heard him say it a hundred times, we want the best and the brightest in terms of educators working here in EVSC with our students. And I think what, what we've discovered and what you've spent a lot of time on is if we can get student teachers who are still at the university here, then we start forming those relationships. They can learn how we operate. And then hopefully we're going to be able to keep them as new teachers, right? Absolutely. That's the key is, is the relationship part. And while they're in our buildings, having a, having a positive, uh, great experience with our students and our families and, and uh, administrations that are supporting them in their first role of teaching. I think it's really important, too, that people understand before student teaching now, I'm really trying to be intentional as those freshmen on co- on campus, sophomores and juniors, when they're in our buildings just for... Uh, they do practicum experiences. Practicum. They may be in it, what, two, three times a week for two, a couple of hours? Two, three times a week. That's where we have to close the deal. That's sure. where we need to kind of wow them and, and be a little bit more intentional. And I've challenged myself to work with others to do so so that they know early on that this is a place that they want to be. Right. Well, and it's no secret, obviously, for people who live here in Evansville, Vandenberg County, surrounding areas, a lot of school districts here in this region that you can be at within a half an hour, 45 minutes. So certainly a lot of opportunities, a lot of options for educators not to be selfish, but we want them right here working with our students. Absolutely. And, and again, while I'm leading this, it can't be a me thing. It's a team of people. I'm really appreciative of the human resources department, but most importantly, it's our teachers and our families. If we want to sell the EVSC, then the relationships that we have with these people, our teachers need to boast about the experiences they're having. And I've had so many come forward and help to work with me to to mentor these teachers as they come on. And then our families with successful experiences and children that have remained in the EVSC and gone on to be successful. Um, those, those champion the EVSC, that's where, that's where we can uh, close the gap and gain, and gain all the teachers that we want within the universities. And, you know, I want to shout out to our teachers too. And I know as part of this role of your job, you're in and out of all of our schools all of the time. You're, you're spending, I think, more time actually out in buildings than you are here in central office. And I know I can speak personally. My daughter just finished student teaching. She's going to be teaching next year. The teachers at Oak Hill, in her case, that she was with were amazing as far as supporting her, helping her, giving her guidance. You know, these were veteran educators just going above and beyond to make sure that she had everything she needed as a brand new educator who's at the very beginning of her career. And I'm sure you've been impressed as you see our teachers as well. Absolutely. The the greatest way to sell the profession is the people that are doing it and their experiences being that of wonderful and, and happy and positive. And when we when we're able to do that for our teachers and they're able to talk to the teachers coming in, that that's how we win. That's yeah. how we win. That's how we uh, attain the teachers that we want with our students. Well, and I know you spend time having conversations about this, too. And again, I know Dr. Smith does as well. A big focus for us is wanting people to know when we're talking teaching here, we're not just talking a job. This is a profession. This is a career. And we want to make sure all of our people understand not only the salary side of it, the benefit side, the retirement options down the road, what we can do with that. So a lot of great things that we want people to know. This is something you can get in, make a difference, 
and spend your career doing. Absolutely. Uh, just as orientation here for the teachers that we've already started on, on board, uh, always in my meeting, I've always tried to discuss to them that, hey, I'm with you here. This isn't just new teacher orientation. I, I'm with you as as a partner and a friend and a mentor for the rest of your life as, yeah. as you be, maybe possibly become married and we have to talk insurance as you have, bring on your first child. Life changes, as you look sure. for another career path within our education as sure. a leader at the Leadership district, opportunities, counseling, absolutely. different things that there are. Uh, just really excited about the opportunity to be yeah. with them. Sell the EVSC. It's been great to me. I'm a product of it, uh, K through 12. And uh, yeah, it's you good and to I be both. back. Yeah. Well, I know then you don't just not only working with people as they're getting hired, then you're also working with our new teachers through new teacher orientation and, and trying to make sure that support stays. Because no matter what profession you're in, when you're in that first year, you don't know everything. And the more support we can wrap around these folks, the better equipped they're going to be. Uh, yes. And I think that was an area too, where I'm going to challenge myself to try to get a little bit better at as far as the support, the first year being more intentional about it, our cohort groups that we, we put our new teachers in probably we're going to do it by attendance um, areas instead of uh, just uh content areas. I think that that'll help um, develop a relationship within people within schools within the same uh, culture and climate. And uh, we're going to be really intentional about that as we support our teachers through the first semester and first two years of a cohort of support. Well, and I think uh, you touched on this briefly. I want to go back to it. You know, a lot of things you're doing too, you're working with local universities, forming those relationships, how we can work together. But you know, one of the exciting things we announced this year is we have, is it 35 of our teachers that are in a program uh, where they're getting them, their master's degree at no cost? Yeah. That's worth thousands of dollars. A absolutely. And I think our teachers are so greatly appreciative mm -hmm. of that. Uh, there are 35 teachers. They're at University of Evansville. We've collaborated with them on this grant. We've done some it's educational leadership, right? Educational leadership. So they'll receive their master's and what would be for most people to understand kind of like a principal's license sure. type thing. Setting them up for building leadership positions as they become available yeah. in the future. For attaining the masters now on the pay scale too will give them a pay bump, and then they're going to be leaders within our building, whether it's uh, you know pr future principals. So there's 35 that we've identified, and they are there working hard. They've they've started a few weeks ago, and it, it's just another um, thing that the EVSC is providing to support our teachers, retain our teachers, show them that we care, and give them the possibility to the, to uh, lead in our buildings in the in the near future. Well, and I know just from having conversations with you, one of the interesting things about this work that you're doing as you have evolved, not only focusing on athletics, but also talent development. As you said, you're really kind of approaching it in many ways the same with talent development, whether you're talking about future and new teachers as you did players on the football field. Yeah, it, relationships, again, communication. I think the competitive part of it, wanting to succeed. Um, let's, for example, if we're only getting 70% of what we have now, student teaching, you know, I want, I want to raise it to 80 to 85. Sure. Um, those type of things looking at, I think the competitive part and wanting to be the best to continue to sell the message and a brand of the EVSC is very important. And uh, it starts with with goals, again, as we say in, um, in sports, but then you got to remember your purpose. So um, why did you get into the teaching? I, I, I constantly remind our new teachers in that, remember their purpose of, of helping children. And um, it's the same thing with sports. Right? Why did you get into coaching? It wasn't always to win the championships, but to help these fine young men and women become successful later in life. Sure. And then just one last thing, we'll wrap up, then let's go back to athletics for a second. Uh, what excites you about looking at the year ahead? I know it's just June, but I know from your standpoint, you're already looking at athletics next school year, 
What what are you seeing coming down the pike? Well, I'm really excited for fall sports uh, football because we've uh, we've done some advancements in the weight room last year. Uh, all five of our weight rooms are active. Yeah, they look incredible. I know on social media we posted some yeah. uh, a video that kind of took a tour of that, but just amazing what these weight rooms look like. And I think that's not, I said football because that starts fall, but that's going to benefit all of our athletes to succeed sure. in the conference that we're within, need to be in the weight room doing some things for strength and conditioning. And now that all of our facilities are equitable and I've seen the work that they put in all this last year, I see uh, some benefits and some dividends paying off uh, next season with the type of athletes that we're able to put out there. And, and I, I do want to touch on that. I think what's exciting about that is you have made sure and we have made sure, again, equitable, that it's not just because maybe one school has a booster club that's going to be able to fund something. We love our boosters, no doubt. But we want to make sure, regardless of how big a booster club happens to be on a year, that each of these weight rooms are set up to support student athletes. And I think you feel great about that. Right? I do feel great about that. That was an area of need when I when I took over this position and it took some time. And obviously, but we're where we need to be. Our coaches and our families have understood and they're so appreciative. And I want to thank them. Uh, but, yeah, there, there's work to be done in all five of our weight rooms. And if you're an EVSC student and, and not even an athlete, just in your physical education, um, there's there's the finest uh, facilities and athletic development equipment that there could be anywhere across the state. Okay. Well, that's going to wrap up for today, Dr. Andy Owen, Assistant Superintendent, Athletics and Talent Development. Really interesting hearing about this work going on um, on both sides of your position, if you will. So good luck to you, and we'll check in with you here later and hear how things are going. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much.